Hello. Welcome to And It's Writing, a live stream and podcast where two writers have a few drinks and some laughs while we revise our old writing and discuss writing-related topics. Uh, I'm Avery Ames. I write adult fantasy. Um, what I'm working on, I'm still working on my rewrite. I'm coming up on my deadline, <laughs> which you know all about. Um, so that's fun Um, and what I'm reading right now is I caved in to the internet hype and I am reading Neon Gods by Katie Robert which is a fantasy romance Hades Persephone retelling Um, it seems like it would be my jam I've heard it gets pretty smutty but my smut meter is a little off so we'll see (laughs) Um, but the thing that it's doing very well in a callback to our last episode is it's actually in first present and it's doing a very good job with first person present tense so i was very pleasantly surprised to find that so yeah uh i'm uh hi i'm dc mcnaughton and i was late to the deadline podcast (laughs) (laughs) you know just Go figure. Um, I am a speculative fiction writer, soon to be historical fiction writer. Um, I am currently reading uh, A Little Life by Hanya Yana Gihara. I've probably butchered that, but I tried. Uh, And sometimes that's all you can do. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) uh, And um, I am reading A Little Life because it's got some trauma uh, stuff in it, and I am trying to figure out how to write trauma better uh, without navel-gazing all the time. Uh, and so it's good to see other people doing it. So, yeah, uh, it's it's going well. So um, I think that's all I have to say about that. Uh, sorry for being late to the, <laughs> to the deadlines episode, but I suppose that's rather... We, we did that on purpose. Appropriate. To make a yes. point. It was totally, it was totally, uh, to make a point. Definitely. Yes. It was all on purpose. Um, yeah. Uh, oh, we do have a right. comment in a... chat asking about, uh, to clarify navel gazing. Oh, uh, na- <laughs> navel gazing is when your character sits around <laughs> and thinks about their feelings. Um, I think that's the easiest way to put it. It's when they do it for a long time. Um, so like, it, it's kind of like they're wrapped up in themselves. I don't know if you have anything you want to add on to that, Avery. <laughs> no, that's basically it. It's, it's, it's like a character. It's, I, I don't know where the term navel gazing officially comes from, but it's like, they're sitting yeah. around just like staring at their navel and thinking deep thoughts about <laughs> it. Um, Yes, kind of Bella in Twilight um, is what the chat commented. But yeah, it's a character that's just so wrapped up in their feelings that you don't have like plot. You just have them like talking about how they feel for pages on end. Okay. And I did bring up, why is it called navel gazing? Wow. Okay. There's a big word here I'm going to have to say. Hold on. Navel gazing or omphaloskepsis is the contemplation of one's navel as an aid to meditation. The word derives from the ancient Greek word avalos. However, uh, phrases such as contemplating one's navel or navel gazing are frequently used, usually in jocular fashion, to refer to self-absorbed pursuits. So it actually (laughs) literally at one point was staring at one's navel. It really, really was. As per the Greeks, it's ancient. (laughs) 
we've always done this as a people. <laughs> We're predictable individuals. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So, oh, and I had another thing I was oh, supposed yeah. to say on this script here. Yes. Oh, yeah. Today's topic is... <laughs> wow, I have This not is going to be a fun episode. It is. Uh, today's topic is on writing out of love versus obligation. And it'll be kind of more of a discussion episode. Um, I keep saying it's on deadlines because that's part of probably what we're going to talk yeah. about. Um, you're welcome to join in on the chat or leave your thoughts or ask questions as well at the end. Whatever you need to do. I just read that. It felt like it didn't make sense, but I said it. It made <laughs> so sense. It I think. Sense. I hope. I'm having a, I'm dissociating from what I just read. <laughs> um, okay. What's the, okay. Next is the drinks. Um, so I made a pretty simple drink uh, and I still fucked it up. Uh, Great. <laughs> because so we have like writing out of love and then dealing with writing obligations. So I wanted something that was like a bitter element and a sweet element. So there's a drink called a snake bite and it's half cider and half Guinness. Um, and you're supposed to layer them so they look pretty. And there's like half cider and half Guinness. Mine made all one color. So it's it all is Guinness. It's there's cider in here, but it's the layering did not go as planned. So there's still a bitter and a sweet element in here, but they're they're not they're not Instagram worthy the way they should have been. So excellent. Yeah. <laughs> well, um, well, let's see. I have snake bites. Uh, it piercings <laughs> in my mouth. Okay, uh, but no. Um, uh, yeah, I just got home like three minutes ago, uh, and as per deadline, uh, I did not make the drink because I had to make what I could, which is a shot of vodka <laughs> because that's all I had time for. So, cheers. That is in the spirit of like, oh shit, we're coming up on deadlines. I'm just gonna do whatever I yep. can, fling yep, everything at well. the wall. <laughs> feel like I'm in high school again. Oh, not high school. That's don't drink. Be don't drink before 21. I feel like I'm in college again. <laughs> uh, I will say this actually does taste like college to me because it was one of my college, like go out to the bar drinks. Um, Cause you know, I was goth. And so we all drink Guinness because it was Super dark, goth. like our souls. Jeez. Um, you didn't do coffee. We, well, we did do coffee, but not with the booze as much. I don't know why. We were just, we were into Guinness. Guinness and Sweet. clove cigarettes. It was a thing. Nice. So, yeah, I did take a sip of this. I have not had a Guinness in years. And I was like, ooh, college. Oh, so. so, anyways, okay. Um, I have on the script that you go next, but do you want me to go next so you have a moment yeah, to breathe? Okay. <laughs> yeah, please go next. So, I'm looking at this like, wow, I don't think I can do that. Okay. <laughs> I got you. Um, so this topic was kind of about what it's like to write out of love versus having to write out of obligation. Um, because if if you only write when the mood and everything is perfect and like your muse is singing, then you're not going to make the deadlines that are going to be required if you decide to pursue a career in traditional publishing. So you have to learn to balance these deadlines and the times where you have to write, but you don't feel it um, with the times that you are feeling it and how to keep that love alive. So that's going to be kind of like the gist of the conversation. It's going to be a little bit more of a free flowing conversation, um, a little wibbly wobbly. Uh, yeah, so that was basically <laughs> I've got some talking <laughs> points. So we're not going completely into this just 
We're not going in dry, sweetie. (laughs) (laughs) We have, we have prepared. We have, we have some combo lube. Yes, we have some conversation lubricant. Here we go. So we're going to start with what (laughs) do you love about writing and what does drive you to write? This is a pretty, we're just going to ease into the conversation a little bit. Yeah, let's do that. Where do we, we, you start out slow. Yes. With foreplay. Yeah, we need a little foreplay. <laughs> yeah, just a little bit. Okay. All right. So uh, shall I go first or do you want to go first? Um, I'll go first. So you have a minute to gather your thoughts. Um, Thanks. While, while the vodka Sweet. settles in. <laughs> yeah, my stomach hurts. Thanks. <laughs> you didn't even have a chaser. I know. They're hardcore, man. Uh, Super hardcore. So what do I love about writing? Uh, so that's a really like open-ended question, but I love creating things. I love making people, <laughs> which sounds weird, but I do. I love making imaginary people. Um, it's like, you know, when I was a kid and I, uh, you know, you had like your your action figures and your dolls and like we always had like a weird mishmash of both. So it'd be like the He-Man figure with like the- Or, or, or your grand champion horses with three broken legs. That too. I had, yeah. I had my briar horse and my lady lovely locks hanging out with like beast man from he-man all just chilling together um and you're like you make your characters and you make them do things and that's what you do with writing and that's what i love i love making <clears throat> worlds and making people and connecting with other people um which you know sounds selfish because it's supposed to be like you write for yourself but i also want to share it with people and i want other people to tell me it's good <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> I don't. You know what? No. You know what? I don't. I don't know. Well, I mean, I never write for myself. I write for my characters. I don't think I've ever done it for you know the attention, but I've definitely, I've definitely done it for the characters first. But also, the attention is nice afterward. I will say yeah. that. I will say it's less about the attention and more about the connection. If that makes yes. sense. It's I don't want people like telling me I'm awesome, but I want people being like, "You made me feel a thing," and I'm like, "Yes, yeah, that's what I like." Yeah. Um, so that's like the driving force for me is to have this like connection with other people and be like, yes, we have both felt this thing. Um, and like evoking that. So that's what drives me. Um, so is that kind of what, do you have anything different that drives you? Um, you know, it's, it's, it's very like, it, it, I don't want to get weird here. I do want to get weird, but I don't Let's want to get, get weird because I'm very close to this subject, mm-hmm. you know, because like I, uh, I, but let's just to, to keep, to keep mental health out of it because I'm a wreck. Uh, let's just say I have lots of imaginary friends <laughs> and there are some of those imaginary friends that like I, you know, have helped me through my life who have, you know, done things for me that are very important. And for me, it becomes a very personal thing. Like, uh, me to my characters, I owe you this. Like, I'm going to, I'm going to write this because I owe it to you. And, you know, you mean everything to me. Like these, these friends, these characters that, you know, were with me as a a younger individual, they have stuck with me forever and 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 now that I'm an adult and I kind of understand it I'm able to take those feelings and take those thoughts and create oh it basically immortalize you know something that's been in my head or you know something that no one else understands and kind of help them understand what I who I know and who I you know what I see 
through, you know, the eyes of a book, which is very exciting. Um, but also, you know, I just, I, I also, and I had this conversation with one of my, um, one of my partners recently, uh, is I love solving problems. I, uh, you know, I wanted, when I first started living my life before I became an artist, I wanted to be an astrophysicist. Like actually I did not like as a kid, but like I got, I, I graduated high school and wanted to become an astrophysicist. And so I started, you know, taking classes and I could not figure out trigonometry really bad, you know, like, and maybe looking back, maybe I could have gotten better at it, but you know, Trick like it's hard. It, 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 it's very hard. And, and so like, and, you know, all I wanted to do was solve problems. And so when I, I basically flunked out of college, when I did that, I didn't have any, anything else to problem solve. And I got very bored and I wanted to create problems. And so that's kind of like one of the things I really love doing about writing is you create your plot and then you destroy it. And you're like, how can I move these pieces around to to give me questions I have to answer. So for me, it's more like keeping myself busy almost, or like, you know, by like just bringing things to life and, you know, letting people have the same perspective I have for a little while. And that's pretty exciting. So I will say, yeah, I did. I do like the solving problems thing. I actually made a comment the other day that it was kind of like, you're, you're solving a puzzle, but you're also building the pieces. Yeah. Yeah. You, you are a God. <clears throat> I think you have to have a little bit of a god complex sometimes when you're a writer because yeah you make all that stuff and it feels good like you get a high off of it you know at least I do you do like it just and I get miserable when I don't do it mm -hmm. so it's like I have to do this or else I get mad <laughs> like, we both get kind of cranky if we don't get to write for a while we're both like Argh. yeah yeah I do have a quick so. question <clears throat> unrelated between questions of the topic uh we did have someone in chat ask was it cheap vodka no well i mean it was it wasn't like hope ha haughty pop like but it's jolly snaya so you know it's okay. it's it's good it's good enough yeah. it's it's smooth <laughs> it's it's not the giant plastic jug o vodka that you do drink in college no <laughs> it is a glass bottle <laughs> We do not buy plastic vodka in this house. I lived in a trailer once. I don't want to go there anymore. Yeah. <laughs> this is my life now. I only drink glass bottle vodka. Move I, I left that life behind, you know? Like... <laughs> so, um, okay. So back to, we're guiding back into the conversation. We're moving back into a little more foreplay. Um, yes. When do you usually find that your passion for the story flows strongest and when does it start to falter? Is there a pattern like either li like other factors outside of writing that you realize that affect it or if it's like a certain part of the process where you where things go smoothly and things go less smoothly? <laughs> See, I'm curious what you have to say about this because I think you and I have completely different passion like what what part we like the most i think you and i are very different i'm Probably. curious um there's two <clears throat> parts where i like the passion um and one is in the original when the idea is kind of new and i'm just like exploring yeah. characters and like that first like 25 percent of drafting where you're just like flinging shit out there and you're like <laughs> oh and this happens and oh here's a cool part of world building <laughs> I like that part. Um, I also like the early phases of revision where you've drafted it. Um, and in my case, I draft it, I do like a reverse outline. 
uh, which for people who don't know, that's like I go back through the book and I basically make an outline out of the draft. So <laughs> I create it, like I summarize it as an outline and then I take that and I rip it apart. And that's my other favorite part is to take that and like have it in index cards all over the floor and like shuffling things around because that's that problem solving. That's that, ooh, these two scenes can yeah. go together. And oh, if they learn this earlier, that's going to change this. And that's, it's, it's anytime there's like that potential of like, ooh, this is going to be exciting. And then I get into the weeds of it and I'm like, I don't like this anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I have to actually figure out how this works. And like, if A happens, then B can't happen. But then how is C going to happen? And now I'm confused and it's hard. <laughs> And that's yeah. the part where I start yep. flagging. Yep. That's where I'm at yeah, right I, now. I, yep. I was, I was totally right. Yeah. You, you definitely. Yep. I wish that I could have that kind of passion for the foundations of the book. Cause like, that's the part that I just hate. Like I, 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 I think I see this. I have my character who's usually pretty fleshed out usually. <clears throat> and then I'm like, I have to have a world for this bitch now. So like, <laughs> now I have to do all this shit and like figure out how to make it interesting, you know, to somebody else. I'm already interested in this person, but now I got to make somebody else interested in it. And then I have to, you know, building those foundations. I'm just like, I am super done. Like <laughs> I rush through it. I usually get done with it really fast. I, um, the current, novel I'm working on uh I think the I did the the first second and third drafts probably in less than a year and then like and, the, and I think the first draft was like a like not that long I I think it was a month like maybe and like I I flashed through them and then I'm like okay like I like the part where you slip in and you get to start rendering. I'm a painter, so that's like <laughs> that's like a thing. I get obsessed with the details. So like, and it's not like I'm overbearing my novel with details because we don't want to do that. But like, it's the 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 smoothing out and the editing and the making everything work and the connecting all the dots and really just making it smooth, refining. That's the oh, there like it is like a, a just a year long orgasm. I love it. Like. <laughs> I could edit, I could edit for years, but I know that I shouldn't, so I don't, <laughs> but I really want to, you know, like I really, really want to, um, but it, I, I really love finally seeing this idea that I had finally work. And like, it's just like, it's like learning to play the piano. It's like all of a sudden my fingers are just rolling across the keyboard, you know, it's like, this is good. It's making sense now. Oh, geez. Like, you know, and it's just, there's just a, there's just this ecstasy to it that is like, that you cannot explain to a normal person. And that's what I love. And that's why I like, I can't understand people who don't like to fix their stuff. Like, I get so, like, I got to check myself because I, I project my feelings onto everybody else. And I'm like, you have to like this part because I like it. And, you know, <laughs> and then people don't like the editing and I'm like, what's wrong with you? Like, get out of here. Like, you know, what are you doing? And, and, you know, I gotta, I gotta check myself because like not everybody's like that, you know? I do love that final pass too. It's, it's the middle pass that I have problems with, but there at the end when you kind of, you kind of got the structure and everything's good and you're just going through and making it like perfect. Yeah. It's, it's, mm, uh, it's nice. Mm, and, yes. and when you, after you've like let it sit 
for a bit and then you come back and you reread it and there's two things that can happen. You can either reread it and go, oh no, or you read it and you're like, damn, I'm good. And that is the best feeling in the world when you read it and you're like, <laughs> I have feels and I love this story and I love this book. And sometimes yeah. it happens, sometimes it doesn't, but that is like the best feeling. It's it's not so. a good feeling for me because usually when I come back to a book after like a break of like five or six months, I'm like, I have to rewrite everything like i've grown i've grown so much what is it that's Ooh. why i don't wait quite that long because if i do come back and after we're talking month, about it's we're like... talking about the one month bake period when you when you yeah. stick in the oven for a month okay yeah, yeah. well that's easy yeah because if you come back though. after too much time yeah you're like oh i've gotten better let's redo this whole thing yeah. uh, and what are you just... doing in that one month when you bake stuff avery what are you doing? Uh, are you enjoying other other books? Are you it, cheating? I was gonna say it depends. Novel? Usually, yeah. Usually, I'm either working on another book, or occasionally I am taking a break. I'm reading. I'm working on other artistic pursuits. I'm drawing. I'm baking. I'm doing things. Usually, there's another story in the process. Either revising something else, drafting something else. I just yep. I can't I can't completely sit still for more than like. Yeah. maybe I tell myself I'm like I'm gonna take a break I'm just gonna read some books I'm not gonna write and that lasts about four days <laughs> <laughs> yep that's like my friends always tell me you know like you have to stop working after this because you're working too hard and I'm like I'm gonna take three months off it's gonna be great day three comes and it's just like I'm totally like bored spongebobbing it like I look <laughs> I look sad like I am a mess I'm a empty dry sponge <laughs> like, My, and I'm like I need water I, <laughs> I worked I for water. a I worked for a pretty big company um a while back uh mm -hmm. the the last big recession in like 2007 2008 I worked at this big company and they had a furlough they basically shut the whole company down for a month they were like everybody's going on vacation for a month and I was just like, this is awesome. And like week two, I was just like, I'm bored now. <laughs> like, <laughs> like two weeks, I think was about it. And then I was just like, yeah, I'm, I don't know what to do with myself. And this was actually before I was writing really seriously. Now I'd just be like writing retreat. But at the time I was pretty antsy. And so I get that way. Also, someone in chat says, sometimes you're reading you're deep in the feels and then the author stabs you in the heart, twists the knife and stomps your heart into dust until you're quietly weeping in the corner. Yeah. I, that's... Or they do that with books like serious they won't finish. You know, they do that too. <laughs> not not to call anybody out. We all Not we calling all anybody else, but we it starts with Patrick and then ends with Rothfuss. <laughs> we all know. Oops. I will say that I is another them, that is another of my most common beta comments uh, when I'm beta reading. Not for everybody because some people are better at this than others, but like early writers, one of my common beta comments is like, "This needs to hurt more. <laughs> you need to hurt yeah. the reader more here." Yeah. Um, but yeah. Anyways, okay. So we're circling back to the topic. So let's say you're writing and everything. You hit a wall, you're not feeling it at all. How do you know when you either need to take a break and come back to this project later, either work on something else or just take a break entirely, or realize this, this project just isn't the project and shelve it, or to push through and make it work? Like, how do you know which one of those is the right decision? I shelved a book about so a year, two years ago now. I... I had a book that I was going to work on and 
I basically showed the set, the first two chapters. I think it was to you and someone else. And someone just said something. It was something about reading two YA. And, and I took that very badly because not because I have anything wrong with YA, but just, I don't write YA. Um, so I, I remember I thought I rem- about that. <laughs> What? I remember what my comment was about that story. And it wasn't that it was YA. It was that I could tell you weren't feeling it. Yeah. And and I think it's because I didn't want to solve those problems. And I was trying to force myself to solve those problems because I thought I thought that's what the world wanted me to do, because it's a very um, it's it's a good idea. Like it's a it's a good idea. It's a sellable mm-hmm. idea. And I was like. Well, shit, I better just work on it because this is debut, like this is, this is, you know, debut quality idea here. And, and I was like, God, I'm going to do it. And then I got, you know, two months in and I was just like, no, I don't want to solve these problems. I want to go do the thing that I want to do. And that's when it's like business versus passion. It's like what, you know, and usually what sells the best is what you are passionate about. You know, some things do sell good but you got to decide if you're that kind of person that wants to just you know have a a sellable idea or if you're the kind of person who wants to have their own ideas and and i found out very quickly that i'm the kind of person who wants to write what i want to write um regardless whether or not it gets sold and that might bite me in the ass (laughs) or it could 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 kiss me right in the butthole yes Um, I will say my my tactic usually is if I'm not feeling it, I try first to force it. I do butt in chair, hands on keyboard. I try to make it work. I'm like, okay, today I'm going to spend 20 minutes or a certain amount of words. I'm going to do 200 words. And I do this for a little while. And if it just is not working, then I'm like, okay, now it's time for a break. And then it's that whole absence makes the heart grow fonder. Sometimes I'm like, okay, I'm taking a break. And then two weeks later, I'm like, oh, no, either I have an idea, I've solved the problem, or I realize I'm missing that story and those characters. And that's when I know, okay, I just got to make, I got to figure out what's the block. Um, But if after I set it aside, and like two weeks later, I'm just like, oh, thank God, I'm not working on that story anymore. Then I know that that just wasn't the project. And maybe I'll come back and revisit that story a year, two years down the line and go, hey, what about that idea I had? But... That's usually kind of my tactic is first I try to force it and then I take a break and then I kind of like reevaluate. <laughs> yeah. And, and yeah, I think that's a very good point. And I think that feeling of forcing it means that you probably shouldn't be writing it because I've like the, the stories that I have finished, I never felt like I was forcing myself to do it. Like, you know, like, and the other one I did. So I think that that feeling of force is probably a good sign. I I get that even with stories that I do love, but I also know what my ticks are. I know that there are certain types of scenes that I don't like to write. Um, mm-hmm. Like I don't like writing fight scenes. I don't like write like like physical fight scenes, like battle scenes, combat. And I don't like writing. I don't always like writing an argument. I have to be in the right headspace. We actually had this discussion recently. I have to be in a very particular headspace to write like an ugly argument between characters that I care about. Um, and so when I have to write those scenes is when I tend to balk, but I also know I've learned about myself that, okay, I'm just blocking because I don't like writing this type of scene. 
Yeah. It's not the story as a whole. It's this next scene I have to write. And sometimes I skip it and that bites me in the butt because I just write argument goes here. And then I finish the book and I have like a handful of the scenes that I did not want to write. And now I have to do all of them. <laughs> I think we're all guilty of that. And if anybody says they're not, I think I see you. I I see you. It looks like we have a question. How do you hurt the reader more when doing so also hurts you more? Well, don't you know that writers are masochists? We love hurting ourselves. Not like, not like physical, like, you know, not, not like, not, you know, not that way, but you know, like we, we like to feel pain. Like we're, we're artists, right? We're, we're supposed to do that as part of our stereotype. That's what we do. <laughs> like, uh, yeah, I feel like if if I don't feel pain, then my character's certainly not suffering enough. So let me do this. I just did this to my my poor cinnamon roll character. Aww. Where it's just like, yeah, there's definitely stuff here that you're not, you know, this isn't hard enough for you. So we're gonna give you more problems. And it kind of goes back to the sol problem solving thing. Like, uh, if you feel like you aren't solving enough problems, you probably aren't. I think learning to hurt your characters and let your characters be <laughs> in pain is just like one of those writing thresholds. Like at first I didn't want to hurt my characters either. And now I'm just like, this is, this is the story. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Also, I love the chat. Not the cinnamon roll. Not I know your poor roll. baby. He's so sweet. So, now we're going to start, we're, we're easing into little, little harder conversation topics. So no! now, we're, now we're getting into deadlines, which we had talked about. How do you deal with having deadlines and making yourself write regularly, even through, and I kind of talked about this, the parts you don't love. So like the scenes you don't love, the parts in the process you don't like, knowing you have a deadline, how do you like, how do you meet that deadline, even when you're not feeling it? I think we're going to also have two different conversations here because you have a, a day job. I mean, I have a day job too, but my day job is, uh, unfortunately for me, uh, I wish I could do this for everybody, but I get to work on my art all day. I get to work on my books all day. Uh, and, and you don't. So I think that there's probably two different lines of thinking there. And I'm curious how you do it because I wouldn't know how, like, in a situation like that, you um, know? I think in some cases it is like the, <clears throat> the um, I'm trying to figure out the, the phrase, but like out of necessity, like m most of my writing is done on my lunch break. I'm lucky enough to have a job where I have an hour on lunch break. I have an office. I can bring my laptop. I can plug it in, write for an hour on lunch. I just like scarf down a sandwich or like a frozen dinner <laughs> while I write. Um, and it's, it's, um, necessity is the mother of invention is what I was thinking of as the phrase. It's like, that's what I've got. I've got this hour and I have to do something in that hour because that's most of my writing time that day. Sometimes I get to write in the evening. Sometimes I don't, depending. Um, so it's like, it's that, that butt in the chair, hands on the keyboard. And for me, it is a habit of the fact that I had to learn to be able to like switch that on and off. Like I had to be able to like turn around I actually have like a different part of the desk that I sit on when I have my laptop so it's not like in front of where I normally work I like turn <clears throat> sideways and put it on another side of the desk and when I'm there 
that's like I just have to like flip that switch and work and it was really hard for a long time but I've been doing it for years now and it just gets easier and easier to just be like okay in the zone and some days I write a hundred words in that phase some days I am index carding doing outlining stuff some days I get in the zone and I write 2,000 words um it just depends but it's like this is the only time I have I have to do something yeah and I've noticed over the years you've gotten better at that too like I remember when you first started out it was rough you know mm -hmm. like you had a hard time like you, you got distracted I did <laughs> a lot easier now you don't get dis distracted as much and yeah that's great now I'll go into our group chat and be like check back in in an hour bye you know, that is that and that's the proper you know that's proper th thing you need to do to give yourself the time to do it um for me and you know I've been doing this for a while I can't really work in a normal work environment I don't function well in a normal work environment so uh I you know started with art like I had to really you know I was you know my my time constraints well, let's just say I I needed to pay bills and I didn't know what to do. So I started doing art. That's actually how I ended up learning how to paint. Because I was like, oh, this looks like an easy way to make money. Like, <laughs> let's do this. And so I got really good at it. And I started making lots of money. Um, but I had to work all the time. Uh, and if I didn't, then I had to go back to the bad place. Burger King. Uh, <laughs> I was a manager. Uh, like a night manager at a Burger King, like, and, uh, like and, you know, this is. I've worked the night shift in food service. It is a special yeah, sort of hell. Uh, so if I didn't do the deadline thing, I had to go to the bad place. Um, so now I have now now that is an unfortunate anxiety that I carry around with me every day. If I don't put my butt in the chair and my hands on my keyboard, I'm going to be in the bad place. Um, and that this is it's a driving factor. Um, but I wouldn't be able to do it if I didn't want to. Um, that's actually, yeah, I was gonna yeah. say that's a factor for me and it's going to sound kind of brutal when I, t when people are like, you know, talking about writing and I'm like, what, we've had this conversation with each other. Like, what do you want out of your writing? Is it mm -hmm. an outlet for you? Is it something you do for enjoyment? Is it something you want a career in? Is it something you want to do traditional publishing, self-publishing, figure out what your goal is in writing? And then figure out what you're willing to do to get that goal. <laughs> because yep. um, if you want to be traditionally published, <clears throat> then that's a hard path. And you're going to have to deal with queries. You're going to have to deal with rejection. You're going to have to deal with deadlines. Um, if you're doing self-publishing, you're still going to have to deal with, to an extent, deadlines and a lot of back-end stuff that you probably don't want to do, like figuring out ISBNs and price points and crap like that and marketing <laughs> and all this other crap if you want to write because it's just something that brings you joy and something that you like doing then you don't have to do the parts that you don't like because yeah. it's you know it's like when I bake I bake for fun I make cookies I make things that I like to make I don't need to learn how to make like some really fancy French pastry thing because I'm not trying to do that I'm just doing it for my enjoyment so I do the parts that I enjoy um so yeah it's it's worth looking at what you want out of your writing and then being like okay how hard am I willing to work to get that thing if it's one of the things that's going to require hard work 
Yeah. And, you know, why we're <clears throat> while we're kind of on this topic and especially since you and I both have probably a lot of things to say about this, uh, you know, I know a lot of people, especially in my own friend circle, because I hang out with people like me because misery loves company, <laughs> um, you know, that they say sometimes willpower isn't enough. Like sometimes the will to want to do it, it's not enough because I'm, you know, I'm clinically depressed. I yeah. have uh, anxiety. I have bipolar disorder. I'm schizophrenic. You know, like it's, it's, it, there's, there's a lot of different things that can get in the way. And I think that if you're, if you're a creator, it's very important if you are one of those individuals who suffers from, I won't, I don't want to say suffer, who has, uh, you know, experienced mm -hmm. these things. If you've got extenuating uh, circumstances, if you have extenuating circumstances, it is hard. Mm -hmm. God damn it. It is. And, you know, and even for normal people, sometimes it's just about having way too many friends or way too much family and they yeah. all get in the way. And, you know, you have to definitely prioritize, you know, what's important yeah. to you. And also, you know, for me, part of my own therapy was making my creation, my creation station, my happy place. Um, and I actually have a lot more trouble um, and episodes outside of my creation station than I do inside it now. It used to be different. I used to get very anxious in my seat. But, you know, you uh, you kind of learn to, you know, deal with things. Sometimes you can't because it's not in your control. But I think that the best thing that you can do is the moment that you can control it, do. Yeah. Like, get strike while the iron's hot. Get in your chair and do it when you can. And, you know, the rest of the time... You know, sometimes you just got to yeah. take it easy. I know that we've both had moments like that where we just have to stop sometimes for a month or two yeah. and it sucks. And that's the other thing is like, <clears throat> you know, I, I have the whole spiel about like, do what you got to do. But also, you don't want to give in too, too deeply into the hustle culture because, yeah, you do want to take care of yourself. And you yeah. don't want to, like for me, when I was looking at writing more seriously, I had to decide what what was what were the things that I could give up and what were the things that were a hard no and for example um time with my stepdaughter is one of those things that I'm like nope I that is that is a hard no for me I am not giving up that time with her um because we don't we don't have her 24 7 um so when I do have time with her I'm like that's that's not one of those areas I'm going to give up. And then yeah. we talked about, you know, mental health. There are times when I had to take a step back for a really, like a really big step back a few months ago because I was having some, some med problems and some bipolar problems. And I had to be like, I have got to like take a break and get my shit together. And so I didn't write for a while. Um, so, yeah, I mean, you do have to take into consideration life and all of the things that life has and all of your considerations and all of like the things that will affect you. Um, Make realistic that, deadlines for yeah. yourself, not for somebody else. Yes. Yeah. When you are making yeah. deadlines, you know? take into consideration what you can do and remain healthy. <laughs> yeah. Or, you know, do what I do and then like work yourself into the ground and that's not healthy, but you keep doing it anyway. <laughs> and you don't know why you're crying all the time. But, but you keep going. You know, you can do you can do either one of those things. You yeah. Know, whatever feels right. I'm not looking forward to having like actual hard deadlines that are set by other people because yeah, there's gonna be some rough weeks in there. Oh yeah. Um, so speaking of deadlines. <laughs> 
when you're feeling overwhelmed by deadlines or these obligations, um, how do you like tap back into the passion for the story? Is there some trick or something you do to like remind yourself in, in like these horrible times where you're coming up on the deadline and you're like, I hate everything. I hate all of this. How do you remind yourself that you like it? Oh my God, my cat is meowing outside my door. Anyway, um, what I do is I go back, you know, I, I don't know. I'm dealing with this right now. I'm dealing with a deadline that is incredibly hard. It's in five days. Uh, and it's very hard. And I, the way that I do it is I read and I read really good books, like really good books. In my opinion, I pick up literature and I fucking read it. Um, uh, sometimes it takes like a Dickens to do it. Like I have to, because Dickens writes very pretty. So I'm like, okay, I'm going to read this and I start reading it and I'm, I get pissy and jealous. And I'm like, I want to be doing this. And I read it. I read until I have those feelings. And sometimes it takes more than an hour. But you know what? Like that more than an hour of reading really gets my mind in the in the groove. And it turns, you know, that's what helps me get into the click. And I'm like, I'm ready to go now. Like, and so sometimes I'll just read until it clicks. And I won't stop reading until it does. And usually that works. That's a really good one. Reading books, yeah, that inspire me is that was a really good one. Um, one of my other ones is just a, that I make playlists. It's one of those things that inspires yes. me is making music playlists because music makes me feel things and I feel like all the feels and then I'm like, I want my book to do this. So I think the the point that kind of we're both getting at is that you want to like just have something that inspires you and makes you go, I want to do this. And that gives Return you Return to the root. Yeah, return to the root of the reason you wanted to do it. And I think I can agree with the music stuff. Music a lot of times is a driving factor for me too. So sometimes if you have a playlist, just listening to it mm -hmm. for a little bit, you know, like that stuff's real. Like go to the root of why you started and start there. Sometimes it means taking a little bit of time away from it, like an hour or two to re-get into that mood. But like you owe it to yourself to take that time to rediscover yourself as many times a week as you need to. I think this conversation has actually helped me because I am hitting the sloggy point of my revision where I'm hitting the parts that I don't like. And I'm like, oh, yeah. and now we're having this conversation. And I'm like, oh, yeah, I kind of do want to. Yeah. Yeah. Like sometimes so, you just need to talk to somebody about it. Like that oh, is another yeah. one. Or maybe is yeah, to talk to your friends about it. Your, yeah. yeah. Either writing friends or friends who are just close friends who know you and just either complain about the parts yep. you don't like or have them like kick vent. you in the pants. Yeah. Vent. Yeah. Vent. Um, yeah. Cause there are sometimes where I just got to go into like our writing group chat and be like, guys, I don't want to tell me, yep. kick me in the pants and tell me I got to do it. And then yep. DC will be like, you need to do it. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> yep. Um, we don't, we still have a little bit of time. Let's see. Like, I'm just trying to think if, the, if anybody has any questions, feel free to ask. Um, in the meantime, yeah, I think I do. I I need to be kinder to both myself and other people because sometimes I can be kind of bitchy about this because I do both to myself and other people get to the like, just just do it kind of phase. But part of that is because it's such a hard question to answer sometimes that it's, <laughs> it's hard to yeah. be like, if you're not feeling it, sometimes you got to do it anyway. And sometimes you got to figure out why you're not feeling it. Um, 
I actually have for a future topic kind of us discussing writer's block and how we deal with it and what our thoughts on it are. So we'll kind of get into that um, later. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, you know, I, th I am going to be that guy because I think a lot of people are very kind on podcasts. You know, uh, mm. a lot of people, when they're talking about writing or being an artist, they're all, they're very cheery and they try to be optimistic about it, but you know, there is a very pessimistic side of this. And if you're not enjoying doing it, like really, truly, like, let's say we have a friend who sometimes just, you know, it's been two years and they just don't want to do it. They don't enjoy it. So why? Like, why, why stress about it? You know, everybody always, you know, talks about the, the starving artist, the, you know, the anxious artist, the, the artist who hates themselves that, you know, this and this and that, but like, you know, we live for that feeling. So it's like, you know, if you have like a big long streak like that, where you're not really feeling it, like, you know, take a walk and think about yourself. Like, you don't, I think that it, 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 there is something to be said about the writer who may not want to write. And, and I think at some point, you know, if you are one of those individuals, know that it's okay. And know that, you know, there are a lot of things that you can do. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, like your life isn't, you're some of us I know I am I feel mm. like I am very much my life is my books my mm. paintings like that is my life I put them before my family I put them before my friends like and I do that transparently and I tell all my friends and all of my family that I will do that and I'm you know and not everybody's going to be like that and I don't think everybody has to be like that to be a creator but if there's a point where, you know, like you're like, you know, mountain climbing and friends and, you know, you know, doing all this stuff is way more fun. And I don't, you know, I don't enjoy sitting here then, you know, but you need to Marie Kondo that shit like it needs to yeah. in some way spark joy for you. Um, yeah. You don't need to love every step of the process all the time, but no. the process as a whole should be bringing you happiness or fulfillment in some way. And if it's not then you don't need to do it. You only live once, people. Yeah. <laughs> you know? So, and, and and I did the same thing with painting. You know, I, I was doing it for work for a really long time. I was creator. I loved it. And it made me miserable. And I was like, wow, I'm making a lot of money doing this. And I do it all the time. I hate it. I really fucking hate it. Like, and I just decided that I was going to put it on the back burner and not take myself as seriously anymore. And, you know, I lost a lot of fans for it and I paid, you know, and I don't make money as much money anymore, you know, like, and, uh, you know, you, I, I'm okay with that. Like, I'm happier now. Um, you needed to, you know, you need to, to decide those things and really look at yourself and decide what pieces of you are important and what aren't. Yeah. <laughs> And writing Priorities. may be one of those, and it may not be, but yeah, yeah, you, yeah, like you said, you don't have to love every step of the process, but you should overall enjoy the process. Um, and the parts that you don't love, hopefully, we've given you a little bit of insight. <laughs> this is kind of a <laughs> rambling conversation. Um, I think we gave some insight. Come on, <laughs> give us some credit. We're both, uh, yeah, we're both staring down the barrel of some uh, deadlines right now. So I was expecting us to get a little more like slap happy, and I'm kind of, <laughs> I'm kind of yeah, like, no, like, we were actually like thoughtful no, and like, yeah, we we made and, some actual points instead of just yeah. screaming about deadlines. 
Yeah. And, and, and sometimes it is about, you know, button chair, hands on keyboard. Uh, it really is. I have days like that where, uh, you know, especially my dissociation days where I'm just like, I don't feel anything and everything is just a blur. And, and what is the world? And then I sit down and I write shit like absolute garbage. Sometimes it doesn't even make sense when I read it the next day. Like it literally doesn't make sense, but you know, what? I still did it. And you've got to keep yourself in a habit. You know, it's like, you know, habits are important and, you know, yeah. Yeah. I don't, I don't sign up to the, you have to write every single day to be a writer, but I do think you need to form habits. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I always forget like the conclusion and I have to get my cheat sheet. Sorry. <laughs> um. Oh, the next line is you. Ah, shall I start talking about the next episode? Yes. Now? Ah, excellent. Our next episode uh, is going to be a special guest feature about short fiction with Crystal L. Kirkham. Kirkham, is that how you say it? I think it's Kirkham. Okay. Uh, host of the Not Safe for Words podcast. Uh, this one will be pre-recorded instead of a live stream with the audio going live on Monday, October 4th at our usual podcast update time. And we're doing that because um, I'm going to be gone uh, to the New York pitch conference i uh i'm going to take my writing to new york city and hope that i don't make an ass out of myself and maybe we should talk about that at some point when i come back and have a little episode on that because i was i had a really hard time finding uh reviews um about the new york yeah we should conference. do like a like an yeah. autopsy yeah i'd like to talk about yeah. it you know like i think that it's important you know to kind of get people back in the mood of, you know, now that COVID's kind of backing off a little bit, we can start talking about get, going outside and spreading our wings and, I don't know, <laughs> farting in free air. I don't know. <laughs> Whatever we want to do. Um, but, yeah. Uh, so, yeah, that special be really cool. guest next time. So, yeah, yeah. we're going to do a special guest. Um, yeah, it's going to be about writing short fiction because that's something that um, Crystal specializes in. And that's something that both DC and I don't have as much experience with. Um, so yeah, I think that's going to be an interesting topic. Um, yeah. And for the podcast in general, you can find everything you need at our website and it's writing.com. Look us up on Spotify, iTunes, Google podcasts, anywhere else you listen. Um, if you enjoyed the episode, we'd love it if you left us a rating on iTunes, it's a weird web algorithm thing. The internet likes iTunes reviews, so that will help Yay. other people find us. <laughs> um, even if that's not where you're actually listening. Um, and yeah, if you like what you're hearing, join our discord group. You can find any information at our website and thank you for joining us. And thank we'll you. Bye. You Bye. Uh -huh.